Hey everybody, it is Tech Vibe Radio on a Friday night. And once again, we are on the road. We are in Squirrel Hill with Huntington Bank here to open up their new branch. Just been open since December. In the heart of Squirrel Hill, we love hanging out with Huntington because they're in the neighborhoods. It's where all the action is. And so all the companies we're talking to today, all the people we're talking to today, all from Squirrel Hill or the East End area. And uh, hey, I'm an East Ender myself. I was actually born and raised in Squirrel Hill for a while and I still live in the East End. So coming here to Squirrel Hill is a real treat, without a doubt. It's, it's, like, it's the center of activity as far as that goes. And uh, we've got some great guests that we're starting off with tonight from Huntington Bank. Uh, so we have uh, Kyle Logue here. You're the branch manager. Correct. So you're the man here opening the doors every single day. You better believe it. You're going to walk and, in and, and close smile and face. You're smiling face with a bow tie on. Bow tie Tuesday every on Tuesday. On Tuesdays, exactly right. Absolutely. And we have Rusty Rhodes here. Rusty? Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Very, very well. And so what do you do with Huntington Bank? I'm the area manager for business banking. In fact, I just joined the organization about six weeks ago. Well, that's exciting. our competitors. Ah, very cool. So what... What was it about Huntington Bank where you're like, i got to be part of this organization? I think just the culture, the people, and yeah. just the, the way that we go to business was very uh, attractive uh, to me. So uh, after a lot of uh, soul-searching and uh, interviewing, I was able to land a position here. It's been wonderful since then. Excellent. So what are you most excited about ramping up here at, at Huntington Bank well, with what you do? Well, what I'm really excited about, we're known as an SBA player in, the, in this market. In fact, we're the second largest SBA lender in the country. Second largest? Second largest. Wow. We're in the top 20 as far as bank size, but we're number two when it comes to making uh, SBA loans from a 7A perspective. Okay. And to me, that was really demonstrating the commitment that we have to small business by helping businesses start up or an entrepreneur to buy an existing business. And so what I'm excited about is leveraging that to more the conventional loans where an SBA loan is not required for financing. Very interesting. Cool fact, second largest in the country for SBA lending. Pittsburgh's built on small businesses. It, it gets even better. We yeah. were just by Greenwich uh, Associates, which is one of the uh, the larger bank advisory firms in the country. Huntington was named the top cash management bank in the small business space, as well as most likely to re- uh, recommend in small business banking and having the top client satisfaction score within small business banking. So, uh, not only do we say what we're going to do, we shows up outside. Oh yeah, totally. So Kyle, branch manager, pressure's on, man. Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Exactly. So, new, the new office, the new, the new branch here, it's fantastic. Now, this was once, like, I think the Radio Shack or something like that. It was. And yeah. We saw it when it was originally the Radio Shack. Yeah. And then when they kind of destructed it. So, to see it constructed into this beautiful piece of property now exactly. has been amazing. All the Huntington touches are here, which I think is exciting. As Audrey and I always say, the signature style of Huntington we call them the kryptonite handles. There you go. On the doors outside. Those glowing green handles. You can see them from miles away. They're like beacons. And they welcome you right on side. You come inside here. Great new space. And I'm sure the neighborhood is just reacting very positively to you being here. The community has been outstanding. And okay. That's one thing about Huntington for me that really stands out is they want me to be a part of the community. Right. Um, you know, quick story for you. When we first opened the first week here, we wanted to do something different. Right. And so Huntington gave me the green light on this idea. And what I did is I went to multiple different local businesses okay. and basically pre-bought items. So basically gave them a dollar amount okay. um, and said, listen, whatever customers come in here, yeah. this item was purchased on Huntington. What? And Huntington no way. Absolutely. I love it. So it was awesome. So That's cool. Walking into a coffee shop, got a free cup of coffee on Kyle from Huntington Bank. 
no clue. I wish all. I would have known about this, well, Kyle. Well, next time. <laughs> We're going to do it again. I'll let you know. Please, I, want, I need to have the deck stacked in my favor so I can get a free couple. There you go. <laughs> I, but that was the type of bank that they didn't think twice about it. They loved right. the pay it forward idea and, exactly. and allowed me to go and do that. And that's just really spoke to me to go from day one, yeah. give right back to the community a little bit. Where did you get that idea from? Um, actually, it was. A long time ago, there was a movie called Pay It Forward. Okay. Um, not a very good movie, if I recall. I've heard about that. I've yeah. not seen it. Okay. Um, but it was something that I learned from there, and then I've heard it done around a few different okay. things, so thought I'd bring it to Huntington. Excellent. So being the branch manager here, what were you doing before this? Were you managing another branch someplace else? Or this I is your- was. So I was okay. originally from Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Moved down and ran two other offices for Huntington Bank. Wow. And then was offered this location, okay. which it's a great opportunity for me personally, and I jumped at it. Very cool. I, like I said, I still think Squirrel Hill is one of these cool pockets where like, all the businesses around here, it's a small business area. You're a top small business loaner. You know, being in this community, I think, must be so much fun for you guys. And, and obviously, when you're, people are getting free cups of coffee <laughs> and things like that from it, people are probably like, hey, that Huntington Bank is pretty cool. <laughs> I guess I'm doing some banking over there. And the PTC, we just love hanging out with you guys because the partnership with us allows us to explore all the companies that are in this area, do it in your bank, talk about what you guys are doing, all the fun stuff that we're doing comes together, I think it's just way too much fun. So before, before we kick off the show, just real quickly, so Rusty, tell me, what are your thoughts moving forward for the next six months? Where do you see things going right the, now? The, the next six months is just building on the success that we've achieved. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about, and the reason why I think we're both together, branch manager and then the person running business banking, is because the consumer that comes in can also own a business. So in other words, the owner can have two hats. They can right. be a consumer and also a business owner. And take so, care of all that. Within one bank, you can take care of all those. Within all one. So what we want to continue to do, as I mentioned, is continue to build on the success that we've had in the SBA space. Gotcha. Continue to build out our market share. And as we uh, expand within this place is to continue to grow our presence here. I love it. I love it. So what we're going to be exploring tonight, we have some great guests stopping by tonight. And what I loved about it is I told these folks, you don't even have to drive. You can just walk right on over. <laughs> it's like there's nothing to it. Usually it's like, oh, i got to fight traffic to get to the studio up in uh, Green Tree. But actually now we have, uh, so right across the street from you guys, we have Emodal, quickly growing company. These guys are really just doing some great stuff around uh, healthcare and IT and records management. Uh, talk about a CMU success story. Like So Carnegie Mellon, just another mile down the road. Big company here now. I think they have way over 100 people mm-hmm. in the office, and they've taken over two chunks of property here in Squirrel Hill. So we're going to learn more about their growth and how they help uh, their customers. We also have uh, Vochi uh, stopping by. These guys, it's all about the – actually, Huntington might actually use this, or big banks tend to use this type of technology where customer service, it translates mm-hmm. – what's going on and it actually takes people's speech and puts it to text so uh, customer service reps can kind of see what people are saying and it records those conversations and there's all this data analytics behind it they're going to straighten me out more on how it all works out later so you can get the real story behind it but Vochi is a great Squirrel Hill based company and we also have our friends from Nielsen stopping by so Nielsen's the ratings company they bought a local company called Riza last year they were based over in Shadyside just the neighbor here to Squirrel Hill I'm like you're in the east end want those guys to stop by to talk about what it was about Riza that was so interesting to bring them into their into their organization. So way too many fun things to talk about tonight. Cannot wait to get started. So glad that we're hanging out with our friends here from Huntington. And uh, I'll pour a little uh, pour a little of the uh, coffee over the curb for Audrey tonight. She cannot make it, so I'm handling the show by myself. But we always have Audrey in our thoughts here as we do the show because it's not quite tech vibe without Audrey here by my side, keeping me on the straight and narrow. So just kind of hang loose as far as that goes. And just to let everybody know the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We love helping tech companies succeed. 
35 years you've been doing it. Since 1983, believe it or not. I think it's kind of crazy. I've been there 20. Audrey's been there 10. We're very passionate about it. We love it. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and go to huntington.com. Learn all about the bank services there. Check out the Squirrel Hill Branch. Stop by the Squirrel Hill Branch. Come in and say hello to people. You walk in. Everybody smiles and bubbles over. You feel so welcome when you show up. I just love it. It's like you're part of the family when it happens. Anyhow, we're taking a quick break. I swear we are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And just a quick reminder, CIO of the Year Awards, April the 19th, right around the corner. 700 people showing up. Tickets are still available, but not for long. PGHtech.org to learn more about that. Be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everybody. You are dialed into Tech Vibe Radio, and I get so pumped up when we pack up the show, take it to Squirrel Hill with Huntington Bank. We love doing these Tech Vibe neighborhood tours. This neighborhood is near and dear to my heart, Squirrel Hill. Grew up here as a kid, still hang out here a lot. I, I eat a lot of pizza and drink a lot of coffee in Squirrel Hill. That's all I can say. <laughs> and now I can add to my repertoire hosting a really cool radio show. Good. And Squirrel Hill talking to Pittsburgh's top tech companies, which makes it even cooler. And uh, my co-host, my boss, Audrey Russo, she's not with us today. She's under the weather. So I am manning the duties here on Tech Vibe Radio. I'm in full control. I've got the steering wheel, the accelerator, the brake pedal, everything under my control. So we're going to have a good time. And we have Emodal hanging out with us today. Big, cool company. They won Tech 50 this year, back in October. Great, great company. So we have with us today, we have Aaron Browser, the VP of Solutions Management, and we have Lisa Bush from the Human Resources Department, both with us today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Absolutely. So Lisa, quickly, tell us about yourself real fast. So I've been at Emoto yeah. for seven years and seen it grow from about 100 employees at that time, right. and now we're at 200 here oh in Squirrel Hill. Goodness. So a lot of growth 200. in seven years. Yeah. Back up. When I was introducing the show, I thought maybe you had 100. I was like, yeah, we have Emoto. I think they have like about 100 folks here in Squirrel No, but it's 200 no, people. Yeah. So as an HR person, you are freaking busy. It is. It is definitely That's busy, so cool. but very rewarding and a great group of people to work with. Without a doubt. Really awesome. I've been to your offices yeah. and there's a super positive vibe going mm-hmm. on there. Definitely. So Aaron, sure. what, do, what do you do at Emoto these days? Yeah, so um, my responsibility is really um, to run our uh, natural language understanding um, and our clinical documentation improvement right. uh, products. So I get to take some really cool technology and try to solve some uh, interesting healthcare problems with it. That's what I'm talking about. So tell us about the problems that you solved with, with, with healthcare and yeah, so Emodal yeah, has uh, great roots, um, really trying to, to not just throw technology at healthcare, but um, focus on making the physician right. um, being able to get more time uh, with their patients. So you help them um, with all the tedious stuff. Yeah, so right. I mean, everybody understands over the last you know five, ten years, we put these computers inside the exam room. And what that's done is a lot of times now physicians spend more time plugging away at the, uh, at the keyboard trying to get all this information. And so it's great to have digital information, get more about the patient, but what's that cost? Someone has to input it and yeah. what does it cost? And right? now they're putting that all on the physician. You know, before they could pick up the phone, they could just transcribe, describe it to someone else, would type it away. Right. Well, now it's a different world. So what we've done is we try to take this technology and free them up. So instead of forcing them to type away, they can speak naturally, right. capture that information, put it in the EMR for them, electronic medical it. record, but also understand clinically what's going on. And that's really where the excitement comes in. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about, I mean, this is technology, you know, positively impacting the quality of people's lives. At the end of the day, it's people's lives that you're impacting here. Uh, 
Absolutely. And we've seen it over and over. The things that drive us is obviously, you know, if you can have a physician be able to spend more time with the patient, right. uh, but even having their quality of life. So there's a, a big phenomenon going on about physician burnout. Um, all of these tedious imagine. being putting right. on them has caused, uh, okay. you know, found a Physicians are leaving their practices. Physicians are, are going to other things because of this. And to see that kind of come back is one thing. The other part is by using this technology, we can really understand what's going on with the patient. Um, so even after they leave, you okay. can find, hey, a patient had a condition that didn't get captured or wasn't coded for correctly. You know, what does that mean for their follow-up? What does that mean for their care? Interesting. Um, even, you know, getting to the points of saving lives by detecting okay. things. You're capturing all types of data here as, as you're transcribing this. So you're, you're seeing things that maybe aren't being picked up on and you're able to flag that absolutely to people's attention mm-hmm. yeah so it's exciting i mean you all hear about artificial intelligence it's right. through our lives you know cars are driving themselves but to actually use this in the healthcare um, to really impact patient care is, it is very yeah exciting. it's one of those angles where it doesn't get the the uh, headline grabbing attention of like a self-driving car i would say this is more important because <laughs> hey i like driving my own car but i digress yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love the technology behind it but i'm still one of those i'm a i like my six speed if you know what i mean yeah but, uh, but the idea that this is something where you know, it is now like it's on doctors to not be burned out, to find things with their patients, to help the quality of life. That's yeah. why you're growing so much, and that's why you're so busy, Lisa. Exactly. Right. And, it, and it makes people really excited to join a company like right. Immortal because a software engineer wants to work on something that's important. Exactly. So. That's one thing I've learned over the years is that, yeah, you capture people's hearts when they're with what they're coding, what they're doing is going towards the betterment of something, not just like, hey, it's a, it's a video game or it's an app mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Just fine stuff. But when something that goes to this level, like, no, this is actually saving lives, improving the quality of life. You get people that are pretty passionate there. And Aaron mentioned in both about seven years with the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously people in your position, you can be working wherever you want when you want. So, obviously, you want to be in that modal. Yeah, and we're not, I mean, that's a pretty normal occurrence when you come through Score Hill and see the M modal people wandering okay. around. <laughs> Most of them have been here for a long time. Do you call them the M modalers? Uh, I do. <laughs> I do refer to them as the M modalers. That's true. <laughs> it's the perfect thing to call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. see emotolars all around Squirrel Hill. So yeah, my, my favorite part is if we took over the old Barnes & Noble space, and people still don't understand what we do in there, and they kind of wander in looking for the bookstore or the <laughs> exactly. coffee shop. So, um, But yeah, we're in there. We've got that whole building as well. I remember it was a while ago, Lisa took me for a tour on that. It was weird being in that space. Cause I, I Actually, I remember when that was Waldorf Bakery back in like wow. the 70s as a kid, right? And, and all these other little shops, and then they made it into what became the Barnes & Noble and so forth. They had have the, this like the elevator still there. You're like, oh my god, like this is just strange. But but you needed the space, absolutely, and you wanted to stay in Squirrel Hill. What is it about being in Squirrel Hill that makes it a good place to be to be growing this company? Well, we love that neighborhood. Yeah, um, you know, we employ a lot of people, a lot of young people. I mean, although Aaron and I have been there for seven years, mm-hmm. and a lot of other people have too. But the right. company has grown up in Squirrel Hill. Yeah, so a lot of people live um, right around the area. We have tons of people that walk and bike to work. Makes people sense. People who rent apartments, buy houses in this community. So they're all kind of here, and like, they, don't disturb that, right? They they are, and they love to go to the restaurants and right. shop. Yeah. and they take advantage of all of it. So. Yeah, I think our culture has moved, I mean, to now to think about going to an office park where people have to drive, I no. think we'd have a revolt. We, <laughs> we, we absolutely... The M-modelers would be like, we're, we're going elsewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, we, you know, I mean, you know, I think... 
everyone gets excited about a new restaurant opening and, and and being able to see and pick up your groceries, pick up your dry cleaning, exactly. all that walking yeah. kind of environment. Which is kind of cool. I mean, that's what's making Pittsburgh very unique. It's it's why like you don't want to necessarily be in a place like Houston, Texas. Nothing against it. I used to live there, but for me, I compare Pittsburgh to that. It's like you used to go from office park to office park. We go from neighborhood to neighborhood here in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And when you are in a neighborhood like this, it's a great place to be. Like you said, it becomes part of everything you do. Yeah, and I think the other you know key part is I mean mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon University down there, plus all the hospital settings. Exactly. I mean Pittsburgh is is ripe for this type of um, convergence of the of the two. Absolutely. And Squirrel Hill's right in the mix. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is so uh, all the companies we're talking to today on the show all have Carnegie Mellon roots, <laughs> which is why I love it. That's why I've always said Carnegie Mellon University. You gotta love them because they're they're producing the companies, the researchers, the talent, yeah. and they grow companies that have two hundred people working for them in the heart of Squirrel Hill. Yeah. I mean, and the other one is the University yeah. of Pittsburgh. We actually have a huge um, part of their health information management. Nice. So part of it's it the technology. Sense. Other is the clinical. And you got, and you got the healthcare side right there with. Um, so that combination, we have a, quite a few. It's people like a double punch of Pittsburgh right there. Carnegie Mellon and University of Pittsburgh. The knockout punch and Moodle. It, it works yep. out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Very, very cool. If people want to learn more about Moodle, where can they go and check you guys out? They can go to the website okay. Moodle.com. Yeah, or um, I, we have uh, visitors stop by. Um, mm-hmm. You can I always stop say, knock on the we're, door. Yeah, we're pretty uh, we're pretty open. I mean, um, let's go grab pizza sometime. <laughs> um, you know, check us, check your LinkedIn. I'm sure someone you're connected definitely. to uh, reach out, and uh, definitely would be interested in talking to. I think people. it's fantastic. Like I said, right here in the Heart Squirrel and Modal. Can't say enough about you guys. We're glad you're here doing what you're doing. I can't wait for your 250th employee to be hired this year. Please, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can get back and sort yeah. through resumes right now. <laughs> Anyhow, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear, right here from Huntington Bank in the heart of Squirrel Hill, part of our Pittsburgh neighborhood tour. We've been uh, at the Pittsburgh Tech Council, has been doing its thing for 35 years now. We're really excited about that. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We love helping tech companies succeed. I'll be right back after this quick break. So glad you are spending your Friday evening with us as we bring you Tech Vibe Radio with Huntington Bank from their Squirrel Hill branch. Smack dab. I call this the nexus of the universe. Smack dab in the middle of Squirrel Hill where I grew up as a kid. So it's great to be here in the East End talking to great companies that are from Squirrel Hill and the East End. If you want to learn more about Huntington Bank, go to Huntington.com. These guys, they literally roll out the red carpet for us. I call it the green carpet. They roll the green carpet for us when we come here because it's like we're family. They make us so at home. We're actually in their new branch office here talking to some great folks. And up next, we have Michael Smoser. He's the chief revenue officer at Vochi. Yes, that's correct. Long walk to the uh, bank here. It was a very long walk. (laughs) I could have run. Did you get a, you should have you should have picked me up a slice of pizza on the way down. I have one sitting outside. Do you, oh, how perfect. the interview goes. Okay. We'll ah, okay, I'm thinking it's a good one cuz I'm hungry and I'm always Excellent. I have I think almost every pizzeria in Squirrel Hill is my favorite. <laughs> I would say any pizzeria anywhere is my favorite, but lots of options. Particularly in Squirrel Hill as far as that goes. Exactly. So, I'm so glad you had the time to talk to us today about what's going on at Vochi because you you're in a very exciting company and it's been fun to watch you guys grow over the years and to be here in the East End flourishing doing what you do. But before we get into that, just tell us 
about your background real fast. And you told me before we came out here, you're relatively new to Bochi, which is fantastic. I am. I joined almost a year ago at okay. Bochi and, and from you know two other great Pittsburgh technology companies. And this was a second half of career type of thing. Really I wanted you. to get involved with the Pittsburgh technology community. And, and here I am. There you are. Absolutely. So for our listeners, give us like the uh, the elevator pitch for what Bochi is all about. So we, we are proud to be a CMU spin out. We're proud to be part of the Pittsburgh technology community mm-hmm. uh, and, and very happy to be here today, Jonathan. Thank you for the invitation. You know, in, in short order, what we do is we help companies turn vast amounts of recorded customer audio right. into actionable insights that have business outcomes. So we are at our core an AI deep learning company right, right. Uh, that produces speech to text transcriptions for large enterprises and delivers deep insight, not just the transaction, uh, the uh, transcriptions into gender and sentiment and emotion and does it on your terms, real time or batch. This is so interesting because I'm thinking about all the different call centers that that your technology is deployed in when people are sometimes aren't so happy <laughs> or they're very happy and you're able to really provide some great data for these companies to improve their service and keep their businesses growing. No doubt about it. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, if you structure this correctly and you, you build your technology in a way that truly can scale, you can address lots of different influencers and requirements within a large enterprise. Traditionally, where speech analytics has been deployed has been in call center operations. Right. And it's mostly been characterized by, let's say, tactical deployments in very large innovative companies. Mm-hmm. And really what's happening now, if I could channel Jeffrey Moore a little bit, I'll say, you know, okay. it's moving from the early adopters into the early majority. And what's happening in large enterprises is those tactical deployments are now getting the attention of executives, and they're looking for an enterprise strategy. But the original siloed right. solution doesn't scale across the organization. And then separately, smaller companies that want to keep up are looking for some something that doesn't have such a high barrier to entry, doesn't have such high total cost of ownership, and you can get started with within a week and and get some outcomes that help your business. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. I was always thinking that your stuff was for the big guys, for the city banks of the world that are these massive call centers where they're they're fielding calls and they're able to then see what's going on with with the interactions and then be able to parse data from that and provide insights as to what types of calls are coming in and how to resolve conflict and how to make customers happy. But so smaller companies. Yeah, smaller companies. It's interesting because, you know, in my role, I have to be careful that we don't dilute our focus. And, right. and, and that's something that we think a lot about. The reality is the way the technology is built, what makes us so amenable to large enterprises, multiple types of outcomes, multiple cars, call centers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the chief marketing officer, the chief operating officer, yeah. the chief compliance officer, what makes us so flexible there in terms of how the analytics is exposed is also what makes us so easily deployable with small companies as well. We do have to watch how we you know, protect our channels and, and okay. set up our distribution model, but nonetheless, the technology supports all of those things. Very cool. Maybe if you could tell our listeners about what are some of the key insights that, that, that people are able to, or companies are able to find while deploying your technology. Yeah, so I'll walk through the buyers. Let's okay. take a chief marketing officer, Let's do it. for yeah. example. Start yeah. with the old CMO <laughs> there. Because I tell you what, the CMOs are like the new CIOs these days. There, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And uh, and certainly even CIOs, you know, they're looking for ways to deliver outcomes for right. the business, not just manage a cost center. So there's a lot of alignment within companies at executive levels nowadays. The chief marketing officer 
what they're looking for is ultimately a deep understanding of what their customers are saying. And, you know, companies, Gardner will say that 89% of companies will attribute their new customers to the experience that they, in fact, have, not necessarily the price. Okay. So the circumstance now is that if you want insight into your customer data, most often what happens is you look at chat and you look at email and surveys. I don't know about you, but the last time I filled out a survey was never Yeah. at the end of a call. So if you want insight I always hang up. I say I'll do it, but I never do. I don't either. I, I never do. And none of us do. So no. what happens is 10 to 15% of those surveys are answered. And you're getting insight into a very small fraction of your And customers. it's usually someone who's got an axe to grind. Typically. Or the other way around sometimes. Yeah. But it's certainly not it's characteristic. Not, it's not characteristic of, of what had happened over the course of the day yeah. for data that you Absolutely. people you've interacted with. Absolutely. So voice represents over 70% of the data on your customers. And it's also the richest source of data. Right. I'm not emotional when I'm typing a quick chat wanting to know about a reservation. Right. I'm emotional when they cancel my reservation. I have to get on a call and tell them exactly. how displeased I am with them. And, and customers want, or companies want to know that about their customers. Fast forward over into chief operating officers. Okay. You know, we have one customer, one of the largest insurers in the co- in the country, that used to do surveys trying to understand what was happening with their mm-hmm. inbound customer base. Gotcha. And they ended up replacing that by analyzing five thousand calls using speech to text and analytics really? on top of it, and saved the company eight billion dollars a year. Whoa. With that deployment. That's true cost every year. Wow. So it seems like installing Bochi is a no-brainer at that point. Well, <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer in a lot of places, but then again, yeah. it's my job to let everybody else know that, too. Exactly. And then finally, chief compliance officers. Mm-hmm. I think you know, there are a lot of public Good. I never stores. thought about the compliance side of things. Very cool. Yeah, tell us about that. The external regulatory environment, especially around financial services and insurance and, and privacy. And, and as I said, you don't need to read uh, Skip the Wall Street Journal too many days to, um, to lose out on the stories that are happening with regard to uh, you know fraud that's being committed and every chief compliance officer wants to know what's happening across their entire agent base Definitely. right now they do QA maybe 1% maybe 2% of those calls so they have a lot of exposure right. analytics can help them understand that better without a doubt reminding our listeners we are talking to Mike Smoser from Fuji Technologies, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. So, tell us about these four pillars that Fuji is built on. So, we we, we position ourselves based on the strength of our technology okay. as an enterprise speech to text platform. Platform because you can plug in any types of analytics that you choose, right? Uh, including internal teams that are built with data scientists, which are in- increasingly common. And you can have multiple ways to expose that within an organization. But in order to do that, you can't just say it. The reason why that works in one principle or for one reason is for the first of those pillars, and that's an open architecture. We have one API that exposes our technology to any analytics capability, including our own, uh, which can be done and used out of the box. The second pillar is accuracy, and accuracy is something that truly is just table stakes. It's not something we brag about. Without that, you don't have anything. You're not even walking in the door. Exactly. Um, The third thing is regarding completeness, and people think of speech-to-text as just speech-to-text. But as I mentioned, you and I are talking right here, if we're on a phone and it's recorded in a mono format, you have to distinguish between what you are saying the agent and what I am saying the client. That's diarization. You want to know whether I'm getting increasingly angry or getting happier because you're a good or a bad agent. And you want to know if I'm supposed to use your example to train other agents for good or for not so good. So that completeness is also something that matters a lot. Interesting. And obviously that's your secret sauce. It's definitely a secret sauce. Yeah. And the fourth pillar is speed. 
If we talked an hour, and I know we're not talking for an hour, but if we talked an hour, we would transcribe the audio from this conversation at 36 seconds. And that is over order of magnitude faster than anything that is out there on the market today. That's amazing. Think enterprise scale now and the impact that that can have on costs and turnaround time. Oh, without a doubt. No wonder Bochi is growing like crazy. We're having (laughs) a blast. you're doing great things here in Squirrel Hill, which is what I love so much. Now, Bochi traces its roots back to Carnegie Mellon? That is true. Yeah. So we started 2001, and that's part of this is real rocket science. I mm-hmm. think that's the thing to always remember. You don't uh, decide that you want to build a speech-to-text solution and then all of a sudden a year and a half from now yeah. have one. This was something yeah. that had its roots in 2001, really became something that was sort of productized, let's say, in 2009, 2010. Okay. Truly productized in a way that could uh, you could distribute more widely in 2012. And that's really where we started growing. A year ago, I came on board to build out the sales. Now you're really growing, operations. Right? <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, certainly I'm being asked to, and, uh, and that's the exciting part of for it because sure. the opportunity is undoubtedly there. It's an exciting time for us. Oh, I love it, man. So the future rolling out. I think so. Where are things going, man? We're going to be doing a lot of hiring. I love if you're it. in Pittsburgh and you like technology and anything that I said excites you, visit yes, our careers yes, page. Yes. Where is your, where is your career, where careers page? Vochitech.com. Okay. There's no H at the end of Vochitech. V-O-C-I-T-E-C.com. Careers great. page. You'll see we are hiring in every department. Great. And uh, we certainly have a local market here that we're trying to serve as well. You're going to outgrow your Squirrel Hill space. Um, very, very shortly. <laughs> but stay in Squirrel Hill. We <laughs> if you to. can. We, we like, do love it here. We like having it in the East End. It's kind of cool. That's why I love Pittsburgh so much. We have our different neighborhoods and in the neighborhood we have the different companies, They're right? so different, yeah. And it's just, it kind of it all just makes Pittsburgh this really neat place to be. And that's why we love being able to take the shell on the road with Huntington Bank to get to talk to folks like you building these great companies. Way too much fun as far as that goes. I can't thank you enough for your time. Hang it's out. been a pleasure. Thank, thank you so much, Jonathan. Please, once again, give us that website one more time for, for the job. Vochitech, V-O-C-I-T-E-C.com yep. slash careers. Careers, because there's lots of opportunity there. Check them out as far as it goes. Anyhow, we're taking a quick break. We are coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio from Huntington Bank here in the heart of Squirrel Hill, right at the crossroads of Forbes and Murray. I call it the nexus of the universe. Simple as that. And Audrey will be back with us in a few weeks. She is out sick, so I am covering the duties here at Tech Vibe Radio all by myself. And uh, learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Go to pghtechfuse.com for all the tech news you can use. And uh, this is Jonathan Kersing, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back can't believe it. We're wrapping up another Tech Vibe Radio on the road, having way too much fun hanging out at Huntington Bank. They invited us over to their Squirrel Hill branch, just opened a few months ago, right in the heart of Squirrel Hill, the intersection of Murray and Forbes. It's really like the whole universe comes together in Pittsburgh somehow. I don't know what it is, but I've been an East Ender my entire life. For us doing a show here in the East End, is just way too much fun. And uh, we're just, uh, once again, say Audrey Russo will be back with us in a couple weeks. She was, uh, not, uh, she's under the weather, so couldn't make it to, to, to the show. It's weird doing the show without her. It's just not, it's just not right, and it's not what I'm used to, but we roll ahead and we got to get the shows recorded and always have a good time talking to the greatest, coolest companies. And I tell you what, we have Mike Higgins here from... Horizon Labs. Horizon Labs. You're no stranger to the show. We had you on before a little acquisition happened, mm-hmm. which is why you brought a new guy here. We have Ranjan. Yeah, Ranjan Siktar from Nielsen. From Nielsen. Now, Nielsen just recently acquired Ryza, and it's 
incredibly talented staff and its capabilities to add to your portfolio. I'm really looking forward to talking about that. But quickly, tell us about your background real fast, Ron, and, and, and what, what you do and what brings you to Pittsburgh every so often with Nielsen. Absolutely. Uh, so I've been with Nielsen for 14 years. Uh, and before that, I actually went to CMU uh, right here. At ah, I, okay. So you already have a Pittsburgh connection. There. I have a Pittsburgh Excellent. connection. I lived in Shadyside, uh, just a couple blocks from where the Ryza office is now. Excellent. Um, once I joined Nielsen, I've hopped around. Like We have a bunch of different you know, departments, things that we measure. So I've been in multiple parts of the business. Uh, but currently, I sit in the media analytics group. Media analytics. Media analytics. Yeah. So basically, all the data that Nielsen collects around television consumption, right. what you do on phones, what you do on computers, right. um, trying to understand that whole world for advertisers, for media companies, for oh. the press, anybody who wants to know, that's sort of a... What my world has been. That makes my brain just hurt <laughs> because it's like I try asking, like, what are my ratings for my show? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> per cube, per blah. It's just like uh, okay. surprisingly hard so, question. Right? Some yeah. people, some people watch or some people listen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like good enough for me. But you the guys, same as last time. The same as last time. That's but, not how we do it. Exactly. Just... <laughs> exactly. No, but you guys really can pinpoint who's doing what, where, and when, which is what everybody demands these days. I mean, when you're spending marketing dollars on something, you want to see where that's going. You want to see the ROI, and Nielsen makes that happen. And which is why Ryza kind of came into play. So, Mike, quick, tell us about your background and, and what you're doing at Ryza. Right. So, for people who don't know, uh, Ryza is a uh, software as a service uh, business intelligence tool. So, the idea is it lets people try to understand that data that you have trouble understanding. Exactly. Right. So, what we try to do is bring the data together, integrate it, and make it easy to use, easy to understand for business people. Right. So, guys space. like me can make sense of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, we work with the TV stations, the radio stations, the cable companies the ad agencies, but also with the customers and clients they're trying to reach. Right, right, right. Because right. uh, they need to make a pitch and say, hey, you ought to advertise during my programs because we reach these people. Mm-hmm. It, it'll give you this benefit against your competitors, all that stuff. Making that really easy and punchy yeah. uh, so that you know you can pick it up quick and see exactly what the value is. And I remember last time you were on the show, we were actually doing this from Huntington Bank's mm-hmm. East Liberty branch. You actually did a little demonstration with Alexa, if yes. I remember correctly. Uh, it was way did. too much fun. Yeah. You're asking uh, election questions, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that was right before the election, and then uh, we got acquired uh, not too much uh, after. I was gonna, it was right after yeah. that, right? Yeah, so it was about a year ago now. Um, but uh, that Alexa thing, I'm not going to make any specific product commitments on okay. there, but I will tell you uh, that that prototype has moved along. There I is a new it. version of it that is even more tightly integrated with our main product offering. Right. I think has a lot of potential. So, Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. So I can see why. Nielsen, how long was Nielsen sniffing out Ryza before saying, hey, we need these guys. <laughs> we need Mike Higgins working for us. <laughs> I mean, it was it was definitely for a while. I think we had we had some mutual clients, and we'd seen right what Ryza can do with right. large data sets that are complicated, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Nielsen, one thing we have a lot of is large data sets that are complicated. I was going to say, how much data do you guys collect every day? Oh my <laughs> I, gosh! I mean, there's some stats. It's in like the billions or trillions, and like something right. like that. The number of data points that come in every year. Um, so just making sense of that ourselves is difficult. Let alone right. like Mike was saying, for Mike's like that's not. And he cracked his knuckles. I'll make sense of that data <laughs> for you. <much. laughs> so, like, the first time I saw the tool was, yeah, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how fast it was, how elegant it was, and how quickly it mapped, like, physically yeah. mapped your data. So if you want to understand a heat map of people who watch a particular show, or if you want to, a heat map of people who believe, have a certain uh, political belief or okay. things like that, 
you can have it visualized like that. That's so right? cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, the it's, power of visualizing your data. Oh man! Yeah. So like it's it's as easy to use as a Google Map or Apple Map type of product, right? Um, and and you get insights right away. It, it, it's it's so it becomes actionable. Like the, the instant you spin that data up, you can start making decisions based upon that. Exactly. That's power. It shows well. Every person I've shown Riza to at Nielsen, and I, I make a point every day or two yeah. to show to somebody new. That's kind of my my role in this whole thing. Definitely, I like uh, it. You're like every, the cheerleader for for the Riza technology, right? Going on. And every time someone sees it, they're blown away. Right? It's it's just an, it's be. an amazing tool. Uh, it's it's exciting. I can't believe we have it. Honestly, yeah. Now you're like, <laughs> and, finally, we got this stuff. <laughs> not that Nielsen's not always on the cutting edge, but like this is a good example, right? Of of how we, as a 95 year old company, right. continue to um, stay current. And, exactly. And That's how I was saying before we went on air. I think because Nielsen's one of those people, everyone knows that name. Like they think of the little box that sits on the TV <laughs> right. at some random you know, American home so they knew when they were watching the Roseanne show or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> but no, you're actually deploying leading-edge technology by Pittsburgh startups like, like Ryza. So like, what was it like you know, having this merger happen? You know, now it probably gives you guys a little more like yeah, so flexibility because I mean, as a startup, you're always scrapping it and, and making the next, the next milestone, but now you have some backing behind you. Absolutely. And if you think of it from a sort of a strategic perspective, yeah. like, the most challenging thing about being Ryza is... We're a data tool, but we didn't own any data. So whenever we're ah, selling a customer... Right. You're always looking for the data, right? You always have to integrate with a third-party data or integrate with a customer's data. That adds complexity to the sale. Right. It adds you know, time to deployment. Now that we're part of Nielsen, it comes batteries included. We are the data. <laughs> are they nine volts or, or triple A's? They are like probably nuclear power. Nuclear power. I love it. But yeah, it's it's just one deal. And they get, okay. you know, they get the Nielsen data. They get other third-party data that we license and resell through the tool. It's all one package, and that makes it so much nicer. So you're swimming in data, right? Well, we are, and and of course we've got a sales team to support us, which you know we just had to do that ourselves, right? Like you know, so that's 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 pretty cool. And the other great thing is, you know, sometimes when companies get acquired, Mm -hmm. it's really a shift and a change. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they really want the people and not the technology, or maybe they want the technology and they don't care about the people. Exactly. But with us, we're really doing exactly what we did before. That's what it seems like. We're I was going to ask you about up, this. Right? right? But you're like, amped up. Yeah. You've got more juice yeah. behind we've you as far as We've got more clients. We've got more customers. We've got more data. We've got more salespeople. We just have, it's all the same direction, the same concept, the I same mission, but with more rocket fuel. More rocket fuel. Well, yeah. Nielsen's providing the rocket fuel. <laughs> you're spinning up the data and letting people visualize it. I mean, this sounds like such a win-win situation mm-hmm. to have this kind of come together like that. And so this must allow you to really be able to focus on the things that you love then. Yeah, well... Really, really get to nerd out on the data if you want it, to. Do, it does, it does. Now, now, of course, the other thing you do have to nerd out about when yes. you are in a leadership role at an acquired company that gets bought by a big company is right. learning the organization. Of course. So, <laughs> meeting lots of new people, it's a big it's a big culture shift from Definitely. like 20 people to like 40,000 people. But that's another thing... Christmas parties are a lot harder that way, aren't they? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't put all 40,000 people into the same room just because time zones, right? <laughs> The mic has to get all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but 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 that's one of the things Ranjan is super helpful with. Definitely. Is, you know, helping us manage that attention, getting us in front of the right people, making sure we're talking to the right people. Um, but also, since we are still, you know, we're still small. We're right. still a small group within Nielsen, and we will be for a while. Um, you know, er- people are excited. Everybody says, "Let's do this and let's do yeah, this." And let's do yeah, I this. believe it. Let's I make sure it. we're prioritizing what we're doing, and we'll do. We'll. We'll, we'll get to all of it, but let's. This know. is 
Prioritize, get yeah. ordered about yeah. as far as I guess. Yeah. So how big is the pitch is the Pittsburgh office now? Well we're right now we're still about twenty people. Okay. Um, and there are a couple other Nielsen folks in the Pittsburgh area, right. but they're sort of working on completely different stuff. Cool. I don't know if one day we might all consolidate or whatever, but you right. know that that would be a gotcha. day in the future. Um, but you know, down the road it would be cool to uh, to grow a little bit and see if we can Definitely. see if we can uh, uh, like uh, make this more of a center for Nielsen as a whole. We would love that. Put make Pittsburgh a little bigger presence and, mm-hmm. and probably, so Roger, how often do you get to Pittsburgh then? I'm here every other week. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so um, you're you are a Pittsburgher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, half Pittsburgh, half New York. Uh, yeah. And uh, like like Mike said, I think I think there's a lot um, there's a lot of talent here, right? It's a, it's a it's a very exciting city for the kinds of things that Nelson definitely wants to do. Um, so you know, at, at the, you know, down the line, we'd love to we we'd love to expand our presence. I'm so glad you're here. I know you're going to expand your presence. So the next six months, moving forward, what, what, how do you see things evolving in the Pittsburgh office? Anything new Nielsen's going to be doing? Any kind of fun stuff that we can be thinking about? Let's see. What can I talk about? <laughs> Um, I know you were on some fun stuff you can't talk about. Well, this don't. Yeah, I know. The, um, uh, so, so we're incorporating a ton of new data sets into okay. the product. So that's Great. a big ongoing yeah. thing uh, to deliver uh, more and more data to our customers. Definitely. Um, we really started out with uh, with local media because that's where we had a lot yeah. of history. Right. And it was where Nielsen maybe felt like they needed a bit of a boost too, right? But there's a lot of opportunity beyond that. Um, uh, Ron John mentioned the media analytics group in yes. particular. Okay. They're the group within Nielsen that does a lot of custom work. When you maybe have a problem that doesn't fit real well into a specific They niche, can then tailor can, a solution yeah, for it. Yeah, so nice. our tool gives them another uh, another another knife in the in the chef's cutlery knife yeah, bag. Exactly. The old, I don't know where that's all over at that point. Uh, but yeah, but supporting that whole team and letting them get uh, get access to what we're doing right. and being able to uh, to use it for a whole bunch of different projects is great uh, because it. it it just opens up a ton of possibilities and gets us exposed for to sure. all the different things that Nielsen is doing because they're a horizontal yep. group that works across the whole organization with every data set, right? We were pumped with every client. Absolutely. Yeah. We were so pumped and we we learned about the acquisition. We're like, wow, this is going to be so cool. And you guys are just confirming my suspicions right now. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Nielsen and Riza, where can they go and, 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 and check you guys out? Well, uh, you can still go to uh, Riza.com. You still got the shirt? I do still have the shirt. I love it, we are, I'm not, not to toot our own horn. Yes. I, I feel that Riza is better at swag than Nielsen as a whole. I, I gotcha. Our, yeah, our, I our shirt and hoodie game is, yeah. is quite mature. <laughs> <laughs> quite mature. So, so you, can still go to, you can still go to Riza.com. Is there a Nielsen.com? Uh, there very much is. That's N-I-E-L-S-E-N. It's I before E on that one. I before E and there's another E. Exactly. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm so pumped that you guys are in the East End doing what you're doing and hanging out with us here tonight at Huntington Bank. And thanks to Huntington for allowing us to hang out in their branch tonight. Way too much fun being here. Go to Huntington.com. Check them out. Great, great institution. We love partnering with them. Uh, this is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We've been around for 35 years now having a heck of a lot of fun helping tech companies succeed. Have an awesome weekend, everybody.